Hey people, I need a quick favour from you. If you enjoy the Takeoff podcast, please do take some time to subscribe and rate the podcast. You can do this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or any platform that you listen on. It really helps to spread the podcast to more people. And if you get a chance, share it too. I appreciate you. We know from surveys that have been done that like something like 68% of people mm-hmm. admit to hiding financial concerns from their employers. I wouldn't be surprised about that. To get the state pension, yeah. to get the full state pension, yeah. you need 35 years of national insurance contributions. 35 years. Why is that a great thing? Mm. Well, your employer is giving you free money. <laughs> yep. Yep. So <laughs> they're saying, you put in 100 quid, I'll put in 100 quid. Mm-hmm. Right? Why, why would you turn down that free money? <laughs> is my first question. Welcome to the Takeoff Experience, where I sit down with highly driven people to talk about their journey, their failures, and their successes. If you want to take off in your career, your business, your finances, or your mindset, then this podcast is for you. This episode is sponsored by Money Hub, a platform that allows you to see all of your current accounts in one place and also provides you with smart money management tools to help you get right with your money. All right, welcome back to the Takeoff uh, podcast. So we've got a very, very special guest. Uh, We've got Carla in the building. Uh, She is founder of a company called Wealth. Bright, how are you doing today? I'm Hello. good, thanks. I'm really good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. As you can tell, I don't know if my vo- if I'm losing my voice. I had it yesterday, so I don't know what's going on today. <laughs> I haven't even really been um, speaking today, so I'm not sure um, what's going on. How was work? You you worked today? Was uh, today was a work for myself and work for Wealth Bright Day. Okay, So cool. Yeah, it was good. I was... Oh gosh, I was reviewing some video and some podcasts that I've shot recently. Okay. Sending that off for editing, cool. uh, looking at sort of pipeline mm-hmm. in terms of future customers and clients that okay. I work with. Wow. Talking to people about what we're doing. Wow. Taking financial education into the workplace. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. So just trying to line up things for the next sort of six months or so. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And we're, we're going to talk a bit more about what you're, what you're doing there. But before that, yeah. can you tell us who Carla is? Who's Carla? Great Mm -hmm. question. I would probably tell you that Carla, well, you can probably tell by the accent, um, (laughs) grew up in Northern Ireland, but actually that's not the full story. Mm -hmm. So Carla is um, someone who loves running, Mm -hmm. uh, comes from a big family, eldest of four children. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, now I've been living in London actually for longer than I've lived anywhere else my entire life, which is kind of crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. came here for uni, never looked back. Wow, <laughs> one of those ones. Yeah, wow, one okay. Ones. But yeah, so that that's me and uh, what I'm up to now. Okay, wow. And other places, where, where else have you lived in the world? Yeah, so my family have mm. traveled all around the world. Okay. So I actually was born in Canada. Canada, um, yeah. nice. Yeah, nice. so born in Canada, mm-hmm. we lived in the Falkland Islands for five okay. years so wow that's like right off the tip of South America mm-hmm. wow um yeah my dad he uh he does work in science and climate change and we lived there when the hole in the ozone layer was above the Falklands okay. so he was actually looking at the effects of climate change that is so interesting on like food production and wow. animal welfare so yeah we did that for a while which is kind of crazy but cool <laughs> wow that is so so interesting you must yeah. have seen a lot and experienced a lot especially that at a young age as well yeah it was a totally yeah. different experience and yeah. nothing really can prepare you for the idea of what it's like it's a tiny yeah. subset of islands yeah. I think there's about 
1,000 civilians that okay. live on the island. So wow. really small population. 1,000. Uh, it's so <laughs> tiny. Um, there are more military than yeah. civilians, but, um, and then definitely more sheep than people. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. But it was, I mean, it was like living in an episode of mm. Blue Planet. Cause oh my gosh. We had so much wildlife around yeah. us and stuff like that. So wow. I was lucky, even yeah. though you would think like, no cinema, no fast food, mm-hmm. uh, open to swimming pool about mm-hmm. three months before we left. Wow. Um, you know, tiny school. Yeah. Um, but it was, I loved it. it wow. It was really an amazing experience. That's crazy. So, yeah. Must have been big on community. And I was going to ask you, did everybody know, seem to know each other? Oh, yeah, there. definitely. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of impossible not to. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so, I mean, you're absolutely right. Community is mm. huge there, obviously, mm-hmm. with it being such a small location. Yeah. Um, but actually, that's a big part of what my family is mm-hmm. all about anyway. Okay. Um, my parents are both from sort of communities and backgrounds mm. where, you know, that was a really strong part of their identity. Okay. My mom has mother's Dutch, father's Indian. Okay. Um, my other, wow. my dad was grew up in liverpool but wow. his family were polish and irish so okay. we're a real That's mix good. of cultures and That's nice. um, yeah but all of that kind of came together mm. into this really really strong family unit so okay wow kind of had to be when you were out there yeah. by yourself but, <laughs> yes, you but, do, no, right? um, but no it's good it's good wow what a story that is that is brilliant um i wanted to then understand give us a bit of a day and insight into the life of carla yeah, well, like I said, it kind of varies quite mm-hmm. a lot. Um, so Wealthbright, I founded Wealthbright um, mm-hmm. back end of last year, yeah. so 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually before that, I worked in financial services okay. as a tax advisor yeah. um, for quite a long time now. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, even before that, I mm-hmm. was a corporate lawyer. So I actually... Wow, you you were a lawyer. I'm hey. a lawyer by trade. Did you study law? I did. Okay, yeah. me went, too. Went to, went wow. to uni to study law. Wow. Thought I was going to live the big corporate life. <laughs> yeah. And I like wanted to because I was thinking, you know... Well, you know, my family background, mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, my dad was a single earner, mm-hmm. um, family of four children. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a lot of money going around. Okay. Um, my dad works for the civil service. So, mm-hmm. you know, was kind of an environment where we were not ever like really, really struggling, but it yeah. was, there was not a lot of extra money to mm-hmm. go around. So I kind of went into school and university with almost like a mindset of I needed to put myself in a situation where I was going to be able to do better than what my parents had mm-hmm. done. Yeah. And uh, law was like kind of this, this idea to me that this was going to help me reach all my financial goals in life, which okay. at the time probably when I think about it now and I look back, it was like, well, you know, basically make a load of money and have nice clothes and live in a nice place. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, But the reality of it was it, well, I can tell the story in a bit more detail. It took me a while to get into my kind of desired career. Okay. Um, And then when I did, I found out that actually it wasn't really for me (laughs) in the long term. Yeah. So I switched around careers and did a few Mm -hmm. different things. Um, And then, you know, and it's kind of taken me now to the stage where I spent a long time in the professional services environment, Mm -hmm. learned loads, learned loads of great skills, but actually wanted to go out and do something of my own and kind of make it something that I could stand up and be proud of, which is Wealthbright. Yeah. Um, But I don't do that full time yet. So I'm also still working part time because, you know, got to pay the bills. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Mounting bills. They don't stop, do they? (laughs) (laughs) Right? No matter what you want to do, the bills just... They just like clockwork. 
come out at the same time every month. It's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so I'm still working part time. Okay. I work as the head of tax okay. for a um, AI technology company. AI um, technology. That's yeah, interesting. Pretty, pretty sort of intense. Yeah. Very amazing. Yeah. Far too complicated for me to tell you actually okay. how it works. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, but they're they're a really fascinating group, and yeah, so I do that yeah. three days a week. So. You asked me what my day looks like mm-hmm. could change could radically change, yeah. from day to day, depending wow. on which of my hats I've put on. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. And how do you balance that? Like at a moment, is it, is it difficult? Is it easy for you to, to do that? Do you know what? Um, I have my good days and bad days. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I think, yeah, this is like, you know, working for yourself and trying yeah. to build your own, your own thing mm-hmm. is it's a privilege mm-hmm. to be able to do that. that is, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I kind of, I really love it. Mm-hmm. I love what I'm doing, but it is tough. Mm-hmm. You know, I think anyone, if you ever sit down with other founders and you really get them to talk honestly about mm-hmm. it, they'll tell you that it's really hard work. Um, you know, work, there's yeah. a lot of people grafting mm-hmm. all the time, you mm-hmm. know, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it can be a bit of a challenge to yeah. find balance and find time to make make time for yourself to mm-hmm. recharge and relax which yeah. is you know why long bank holidays like the one we've just had of, are so great because yes, yes. everybody's off work yes. nobody's expecting you to be writing emails <laughs> yes, and yes, you exactly. can just chill <laughs> yeah yeah it's crazy i was gonna ask you do you find it hard to switch off at, at times as well because you're doing both definitely yeah i'm, I'm really bad yeah. for it i've all but i've always been like that okay like that's kind of part of my personality yeah my uh I was gonna say my boyfriend but we got engaged mm. recently so my congratulations fiance, yeah i noticed, I noticed <laughs> yeah um he he calls me he says i'm not a human being i'm a human doing because <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm always on the go i love that uh yeah so i kind of i would say the way i try and mm-hmm. factor in some downtime is to do activities that okay. for me take my brain off okay. whatever i've been focusing on so okay cycling or running or swimming or something like that wow yeah that's epic yeah, yeah. i mean it's, it's needed i think it's, it becomes really tough because i guess as like you know starting your own company there's always something to do on a to-do list there's always something you can't do everything one day no. you're always thinking about the next thing and when you complete it what do we do next let's hit this goal let's see yeah it can be it can be quite intense um i want to go back why did you start wealth bright yeah great question mm. um so here's here's the thing i went into my job Mm -hmm. um you know from having been in you know good schools Mm -hmm. um you know being taught really great things Mm -hmm. but i went into my job with absolutely no formal education around Mm -hmm. how to manage my money Mm -hmm. um so you know what happened um day one of uni Mm -hmm. i remember standing in line to collect my uh student id okay yeah. and my freshers week they had you know all these people mm. coming to like set up stalls mm-hmm. to basically tell you about what student life is going to be like mm-hmm. one of them was a high street bank okay. um okay. that was basically signing people up yeah. to s- open an account mm-hmm. with their bank and the first thing they did was give me a two thousand pound overdraft <laughs> now I um I I will admit it I didn't manage my money well whenever mm. I was young because I didn't really understand the consequences mm-hmm. of the choices I was making, mm-hmm. and, you know. And I've personally lived through you know being in a situation where I've been getting paid in work and only filling 
that overdraft up back to zero or even okay. maybe not back to zero. Yeah, and what that's it's crazy, like. right? It's like crazy. a little game. Oh, <laughs> trying to get out yeah. from under that while you're yeah. still paying a student loan off mm. and, you know, huge student debts mm. coming out of uni. And then obviously, as I did go into law, I took mm -hmm. the LPC um, and I self-funded that. Wow, you self-funded. Because I didn't get a training contract when I came out of university. Of course, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. So tough. I yeah, yeah. I took the decision to kind of invest in myself, which yeah. long term, I think that was the right choice yeah. for me to make. Yeah. But it meant that I was out. And because I, you know, had this idea in my mind mm. that, you know, London was the place for me to be. Mm -hmm. You know, I was, I moved myself back from Northern Ireland, mm -hmm. having worked, you know, um, doing some training in Northern Ireland for a mm -hmm. couple of law firms as a paralegal and a legal mm -hmm. secretary. Yeah. I basically took the money that I'd earned, which I wasn't able to save an awful lot because I wasn't going to pay very much. Mm -hmm. But I came back to London, had to pay rent here mm -hmm. and self and the LPC. Oh so gosh. I came out of all of that with, um, I think I had about all in about 50 grand of debt. Wow. Yeah. Between wow. student loans and personal loans. Wow. So, you know, I, and, and it took me a long time mm. to get not just out from underneath that debt, mm -hmm. but also the confidence to understand what mm -hmm. I was doing with mm -hmm. my money. Mm -hmm. And really what I observed was mm -hmm. like, no one was teaching me this stuff. Mm -hmm. Nobody in work was teaching me this stuff. Mm -hmm. Frankly, not a lot of my friends and I would talk about money. No, so no. we weren't learning from each other. Mm -hmm. And it was yeah. kind of just like, you had to learn by osmosis, you know, mm -hmm. some, somehow you were going to magically pick it up. Mm -hmm. I, remember, I remember seeing one guy in my work, um, kind of like the epitome of what I imagined a corporate lawyer would be. <laughs> okay. But he used to show up in his suits every day with his like briefcase yeah. and he'd sit and read the financial times. <laughs> and I just was like, I didn't understand it. Yeah. And I, I found it really hard to like get why someone would want to read a business paper mm -hmm. like that or you know at the beginning this is the beginning of my career when i'm like super yeah. young and naive yeah. and not really understanding anyway long story short i just basically figured that enough is enough mm -hmm. of this like <laughs> someone has to do something to yeah. change that mm -hmm. story because the fact is we still don't have financial education in school. Yep, still don't, yep. Still not standard. Mm -hmm, it's not um, standard. I think some school, well, when I say some, hmm. we're talking about private. <laughs> where they well, pay, where is, you pay. I think they're the thing. only ones that get it, I think. yeah. And I know some schools do have teachers yeah. who actually are really passionate about the subject. Mm -hmm. So they will incorporate some lessons in their, mm -hmm. um, you know, in, in what they're teaching. But the problem is that, First of all, that's down to the goodwill of the teacher and the yes. individual. It's down to their own personal interest. Yeah. And it's not there for reaching mm -hmm. all of the students. Yeah. It's only reaching the students that teacher happens to interact with. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately, I don't think that is going to change anytime mm -hmm. soon. Probably not, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my solution when I was looking at the problem, and this is something I've been really passionate about mm -hmm. throughout my career, um, education mm -hmm. and helping young people yeah. succeed in work. I used mm -hmm. to do a lot of work around that whenever I was in work. But I basically said, okay, well, what, what's, how do we fix this problem? Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's been a lot of instances where business has said, well, we're not getting the right skills from the graduates coming through, or we don't mm -hmm. think they're getting, giving us the right talent. And what's happened is business has stepped mm -hmm. in to provide that education. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of just took the same approach with financial okay. education and said, okay, okay Wealthbrite is going to set up mm -hmm. a business mm -hmm. 
where we go to employers and mm-hmm. we tell them about why they need to be investing okay. in the education of their people. Mm-hmm. And that's because money is the number one cause of mental health problems. Mm-hmm. Um, we know from surveys that have been done that like something like 68% of people mm-hmm. admit to hiding financial concerns from their employers. I wouldn't be surprised about that. Right? I mean, <laughs> right? And, yeah. and, and the other thing I think it's really mm. important for people to be aware of is that, mm. of course, um, when you don't understand mm. how to manage your money, mm. you may be tempted mm. to look over the over the fence, as it were, mm-hmm. and think grass is greener on the other side yep. in a different job. And what you may not have taken into account mm-hmm. is the value of some of your workplace pen- benefits. Yeah. So big example for that. I know lots of people mm. who have switched jobs because mm. they're like, hey, they're going to pay me more salary. Mm. And that might be the case, right? They mm. might get a pay pay rise. Mm-hmm. But when they've looked at the fine details of mm-hmm. things like your pension. Yeah. So they've gone from an environment where mm. that one employer was matching and contributing up to 10%. Wow. Which is a huge contribution. Right? Yeah. Huge contribution. And then they find themselves in the new mm. job where actually the employer is only matching a much lower percentage. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying don't move for a bigger pay, mm-hmm. pay rise, right? But I do think it's important for people to understand the full financial package yeah. that they're getting at work. Because mm-hmm. that's what basically sets the benchmark yeah. for our financial well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we're doing. We're going into okay. the workplace. We're teaching people mm-hmm. like how to understand your pay slip. Mm-hmm. How, do, how, how much tax should I be paying? Yeah. I'm paying the right amount. Mm-hmm. What, what do I do if I'm not? Mm-hmm. Uh, how does my pension work? Mm-hmm. How do I actively save for my future? Yeah. You know, all that good stuff. And, okay. and then sort of incorporating in bigger questions like, you know, things like planning for a family mm-hmm. and how to think about your finances in that mm-hmm. context, retirement, home yeah. buying, you name it. Yeah. So much there, right? So and there's there. no education. Can you imagine? I know, it's, it's crazy, it's right? It's mad. <laughs> crazy. When you think about it, like even providing the education, there's so much to provide. There's so many yeah. facets of it. Um, yeah. yeah, what you're doing is amazing. <laughs> um, I definitely want to hear more about it in the future as well. Yeah. And you, you mentioned something there that, that we wanted to talk discuss today, pensions, right? But for me, pensions, I just never really took them seriously. You know, if I'm being honest, that's just the truth. I have to be honest, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like even the whole matching or anything, I didn't really see it as a big deal. Yeah. Obviously now getting into the space. Yeah. Wow. You're like, yeah. wow, this is, this is a really, really big deal. But um, before we, we you know, we, we deep dive into it, what, what is a pension for those that don't know, if they don't know, if yeah, they're living no, on the rock? But hey, no, I, I think it's an important point, right? Yeah. First of all, the thing to know about a pension is it's infe- basically an investment. Yeah. So if you are putting money into a pension, mm-hmm. you are an investor. Yes. <laughs> you are investing mm-hmm. in the stocks and the shares yeah. market. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people might not think of themselves as investors and Mm -hmm. they might think, oh, well, I don't invest. Mm -hmm. Well, you do if you're putting money in your pension. So that's Mm -hmm. the first thing to say. Your pension is just a wrapper for those Mm -hmm. investments. Mm -hmm. Um, And and yeah, the the model of pensions is basically put money in now, Mm -hmm. watch it grow. It's Mm -hmm. a long-term plan, Mm -hmm. long-term investment plan. And the idea is that when you get to retirement age, Mm -hmm. you can basically cash out some of that money for your future living needs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great, great explanation. And there's so many, okay, I don't know want to say there's so many. I think there's different types of pensions. So if we talk through the, the most common ones, state, mm-hmm. does everybody get a state pension? <laughs> great question. Yeah. Uh, so 
to get a state pension, yeah. there are a few conditions. Okay. You've got to be um, living in the UK. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, and you've got to have paid national insurance contributions. Okay. So it's so a really important, <laughs> really important yeah. condition, right? Okay. So to get the state pension, yeah. to get the full state pension, yeah. you need 35 years of national insurance contributions. 35 years. Okay. So I'm just going to stop you right there just very quickly because I just thought of something. Contracting. A lot of people contract and they don't even know this. So if you're contracting into your 30s, you're already well, losing. This is the thing, right? Okay. So that's I, crazy. when I went sort of part time yeah. and started freelancing, yeah. um, this happened to me my first year. Mm. I, you know, I didn't make a load of money mm-hmm. um, and because I had a split year. So I was basically mm. in employment for half the year mm. and six months working as a freelancer. So my six months as a freelancer is self-employed income. Yeah. It was beneath the threshold at which national insurance contributions are wow. paid by self-employed people. So, so a lot crazy. of people will go, happy days, one less yeah. tax to pay. Mm. I don't have to pay that. Mm-hmm. What they don't realize is mm. they're missing out yeah. on basically uh, a year's tick against your name really? for contributions That's all it takes. to state pension. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it is a curious thing. I, yeah. I, I talked about this a little bit on... Um, a podcast I did of mm. uh, with uh, Emily Belly at um okay. Vestpod. Okay. But basically for some people who are freelancers and mm-hmm. well, self-employed people, it's really important to look at your national insurance history. Mm-hmm. Um, and you may, I'm not saying everybody will, mm-hmm. but you may want to basically make a top-up contribution. It's okay. possible to do that in order okay. to build up a credit. Okay. Now, I would just pause before, I, you know, first of all, this mm. isn't financial advice. Mm. We're not making any formal recommendations yep. to anyone. Yep. But but I think there's a couple of things I would start to bear in mind. Number one, how important is the state mm. pension to you? Yep, yep, yep. I mm. think that's a really big question people mm-hmm. have to ask themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think to be able to answer that question, mm-hmm. you have to know how much the state pension is yep. and when you're going to get it. Yeah. So first things, right now, mm-hmm. it's worth 9,600 and some pounds. <laughs> Total. Total. Okay. <laughs> That's not a lot. Per year, right? Per yeah. year. So you're okay. getting that amount per, per year. Okay. You're not going to get it. Well, I'm not going to get it mm-hmm. until I'm 68. Okay. That's probably going to go up for people who are younger than me. Yeah. I'm, you know, in my late 30s. So <laughs> you might just keep putting it up to your 80 or something. We don't know. That's it's the problem, it's probably right? going to go up again. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if it yeah. goes up to 70 for some people who are in yeah. their sort of late teens, early 20s, okay. right? So then I think you have to ask yourself, how much is that nine and a half thousand pounds a year valued to you? Mm-hmm. Is, you know, are you reliant on the state pension? Mm-hmm. If, if the answer is yes, mm-hmm then you need to make sure you're looking at how much national insurance you've paid Mm -hmm. and, you know, talk to HMRC if you haven't got enough years, right? Mm -hmm. If you decide, do you know what? I don't think I need it. Mm -hmm. Or I'm happy receiving less because just to clarify, you need 35 years for the Mm -hmm. full state pension. If you have fewer numbers of years of payments, you Mm -hmm. get less. But obviously it comes right down depending on how many years you've had paid. Yeah. Okay. So so if you decide actually state pension isn't that valuable to me, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to sort it out myself. Mm-hmm. Then you need to be paying a lot of attention to the other yeah. two types of pensions that you were going to mention. So okay. workplace pensions mm-hmm. and SIPs, which is the self-invested mm-hmm. self-invested pension. Okay. 
So yeah, it's um I feel like I've scared you a wee bit there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with um the well not for me, I'm fine, but it's just like I know contracting is a big thing. Contracts have been a big thing throughout my whole career. Like yeah. a lot of people say they're contracting. But I think a lot of people don't look at the they get the high income if they, you know, if they if they're fortunate to do six months a year, but then they don't really look at what they're losing out in yeah. terms of for, for sacrificing for that income, you know, pension, you've mentioned NI, there's probably other, you know, benefits that they can get um, as well. And I think a lot of people don't realize, I certainly did not think, I mean, I wanted to pay as little tax as, tax as possible. Let me just be honest, right? Yeah, and, and I didn't want to pay national insurance. And that's absolutely fine. It's just, you've got to be aware of yeah. what that means for you in the long yeah. term. And, and then again, as I say, look, pensions are a means of investing for yeah. your future it's not the only way to yeah. plan for your future in mm -hmm. um, i think investing in a pension mm -hmm. particularly if you're in employment mm -hmm. is an amazing way to save for your future yeah because we'll go on to tell you all the great things you get yeah um but i think you know for your for your people who are self-employed or freelancing yeah you really need to i guess the the thing i would tell people is mm. Live, you know, working to get that higher income today is great. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just all about having that long-term view. Yeah. What are you going to do in 5, 10, 20 years time, mm -hmm. right? What what kind of lifestyle do you want to have? Mm -hmm. You know, I that's what I tell people when I talk to them <laughs> about pensions, right? I say, hey, yeah. what what kind of lifestyle do you imagine for yourself? Mm -hmm. When do you want to retire? Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, I want to retire a hell of a lot earlier than 68. <laughs> Me too. I don't know until 68. I can't imagine it. Right. So if that's your goal yeah. and um, you might fancy some holidays mm -hmm. or, you know, you just want to be able to not worry about money, mm -hmm. then I think, you know, starting to give it some thought and say, okay, well, what does that actually mean in terms of monetary value? Like, yeah. what's your ambition? Do you want to have 20,000 a year yeah. in income? And remember you've got to think about it is post tax income. Yeah. So after you've paid all your taxes, how much mm -hmm. do you want to have left over? Yeah. Is it 20 K a year? Is it 30 K a year? Mm -hmm. Whatever, 40, 50. What, what's your number? Yeah. Work that out mm -hmm. and then work out. Okay. Well, to give me that much per year, mm -hmm. what's my total total that I have to save. Yeah. And like, there's plenty of online pension calculators, great stuff out there mm -hmm. where you can just plug these numbers in and you yeah. can say, look, this is how much I want to have this is what age I want to retire. Mm -hmm. And it will tell you how much you can say, how much you can save per month. Mm -hmm. And it will tell you, will you reach your goal? Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't reach your goal, mm -hmm. what do you have to do to change? Yeah. So I, I think this is a great thing for people to start doing as soon yeah. as possible. Yeah. Um, because if you leave it until, mm -hmm. you know, your forties or mm -hmm. maybe even later, yeah, it's probably going to be a wee bit too late to get to that goal. Yeah, that's the problem. I think a lot of people feel feel like they have time and they're sort of missing the ball. So I wanted to understand as well from your point of view, um, company pension. Can you explain what that is and how that's different to a state pension? Yeah. So okay. So the state pension, you get that from the government, yeah. and basically it's, it's a sort of explained. It's kind of mapped against your eligibility based on the amount of tax you've paid under mm -hmm. national insurance. Workplace pensions. That's a totally different investment mm -hmm. pot. Um, so most employers mm -hmm. use what's known as a salary sacrifice pension. Okay. Um, so things you need to know about this, if you're over 22 mm -hmm. or sorry, 22 and over, I should say, mm -hmm. and you're earning more than 10,000 pounds mm -hmm. and you're in work, your employer will automatically enroll you into a pension. Okay. So you'll be told we've enrolled you. 
And in the UK, um, most employers have to match by mm. 3%. So if you put 3% okay. in, into your pot, so that's 3% of your annual salary, mm -hmm. which isn't a huge amount of money, by mm. the way. But if you put in 3%, your employer will put 3% in as, as well. Okay. Um, why is that a great thing? Mm. Well, your employer is giving you free money. <laughs> yep. Yep. So <laughs> they're saying, you put in 100 quid, I'll put in 100 quid. Mm -hmm. Right? Why why would you turn down that free money? <laughs> Is my first question. The the other thing that's amazing about a salary sacrifice pension is what's it what's it done? So it's saying, okay, well let's imagine you're, you know, you were due to get your pay mm -hmm. and your pay net after tax mm -hmm. is maybe two and a half grand. Let's mm -hmm. say you're taking home two and a half grand after mm -hmm. tax. So what you're doing by sacrificing some of that salary into your pension is you're saying, I don't want you to give me that salary now. I'm going to put it into my pension. Mm -hmm. So that's great. So let's imagine you've decided to sacrifice that hundred pounds in. Mm -hmm. So you would have paid tax at 20% okay. on that hundred pounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What the government does, mm -hmm. if you decide to put it into your pension is they say, well, okay, that 20 quid you would have given us, We'll put it in your pension. Okay. Wow. So now you've got, I'm putting in a hundred. Mm -hmm. My employer's putting in a hundred mm -hmm. and the government's put in 20. Okay. So I've more than doubled my money. Wow. Yeah. And, and for some employers, they go even further mm. because employers, it's not just income tax that you would have paid on it. You would have paid national insurance mm -hmm. and employers pay national insurance as well. Okay. And I know a lot of employers mm. say, we won't just put the 20 quid of income tax that you would have paid in. Mm -hmm. We'll also put in the amount that you would have paid in national insurance contributions and that we would have paid wow. in national insurance contributions. A lot of benefits. <laughs> so all of a sudden you see your hundred pound has gone up loads more than what it was originally. Yeah. And the nice thing about that is, you know, the again, this comes back to long-term investment plans. Mm -hmm. But even if it's just a hundred quid that mm -hmm. you're giving up from your mm -hmm. pocket today, it's it's actually not a hundred quid you've given up. It's yeah. actually eighty quid, right? You would have paid. <laughs> yeah, true. You know, it's it's you would yeah. have paid, you would have paid twenty in tax. Yeah. So you've only given up eighty quid, mm. and you've gotten back nearly more than double that. Yeah. So it's a great way to kind of boost your investment mm -hmm. in your retirement savings. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So I mean, I always say this to people when I'm talking mm. to them about pensions and mm. workplace pensions. You're leaving free money on the table yep. if you don't take them up. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's just the bottom line of it. Mm -hmm. Now, some people might say to us right now, the cost of living crisis, like, mm -hmm. I don't even know if I can give up that 80 quid, right? Yeah. It's just really too tough for me. Mm -hmm. And to those people, I'd say, look, okay, if that's your situation, then I get it. Mm -hmm. You can opt out of your pension. Mm -hmm. I would encourage people to try to stay opted in, mm -hmm. maybe reduce the amount they're putting in mm -hmm. if they can, if that's one one thing to do, if yep. they're struggling, right? And then the other thing I would say is like, it's okay mm -hmm. if during your career, maybe you did opt out and yeah. actually now you're listening to this thinking, gosh, maybe I should be in, right? <laughs> yeah. You, you, you know, you can go back in mm -hmm. and you can start taking that action because I think the thing for people to realize is that why is it important to think about these things now? Mm -hmm. Well, because number one, you're getting that free money. And number mm -hmm. two, compound interest is your friend. Yeah. 
yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The longer you invest, the more you will see the benefits of compounding interest mm-hmm. on the value of your investment. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, you know, these are really great reasons why a workplace pension is such a valuable asset mm-hmm. and such a valuable benefit mm-hmm. um, when you think about what you're getting from your workplace um, sort of paying benefits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy because I think when we, we when we go for jobs, we, we rarely look at pension no. as a as a, a great benefit. <laughs> but when you with your explanation, it seems like it's a no brainer to invest in your pension. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Here, it's not just like I think about it in two ways. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Most people don't look at pensions when they're looking at well, yeah. what's this total, total package and mm-hmm. how valuable is it to me. But equally, businesses aren't out there shouting about the fact that that's true. Hey, we've got this awesome pension plan. Mm-hmm. This is all the extra benefit you would get from being part of our workplace, mm-hmm. and why we think we're a really great place for you and your f- yeah. future financial well-being. Yeah. And that's the narrative that yeah. I'm trying to encourage businesses mm-hmm. to adopt through Wealthbright. Yeah. So we're saying to them, like, it's a great resignation mm-hmm. at the minute. There's a war on talent. Mm-hmm. You want to find great people? Mm-hmm. Start shouting about some of this stuff. That's very true. That Start very telling true. people about the great benefits that you're giving them and mm-hmm. why you're investing in them, not just today, mm-hmm. but in their future financial well-being as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because that's also partly how we help other people understand yeah. why this is so important, yeah. right? It's very, very true. I don't think, <laughs> I don't want to blame all employers, but I don't think they do a good job of explaining this is the pension you get. This is potentially, this is the salary we're going to give you. <laughs> this is how much you can end up getting at a year. This is how much you can get if you stay with us for 10 years. Yeah. If they explain that, maybe they would have more people staying with them, but they don't, right? It's up to us to to figure it out or, you know, I, I mean, I get my, even my standard life now. So, so so I've got a pension provider. They Both of them are with the same company. Yeah, I'm having to go through it myself and mm-hmm. merge it. And I think you're kind of left to your own devices a little bit. You know, I know a bit more about it. So, which is why I'm proactive with it, combining all my pension pots into one, you mm-hmm. know, making sure that I've, check to see how much i i need i mean i had a scare actually when i was working at my previous company i was like wow i'm not gonna make enough <laughs> i need to contribute more i need to contribute way more i'm not gonna make enough and i'm not like i think at the time i was i think 30 or 31 right yeah but yeah 30 31 i was like still i still won't be able to like to even match my salary now i'd have to invest much more so yeah it's um it's crazy what if i told you that there was a platform that allows you to see how you're spending all of your money across all of your accounts especially at a time where the cost of living is at its highest that it's been in years what if i also told you that this platform also allows you to see how much income you are getting every month across all of your accounts as well as helping you to set budgets for all of your expenses it doesn't stop there though this platform also helps you to send a record of your rent payments to Experian so that it is recorded on your credit report which can help to boost your credit score this platform sounds amazing right well this platform is called money hub which you can download for free by tapping the link in my description you get access to premium features free for six months six whole months 
with no auto renew. And then if you decide that you love the app and the platform and you want to continue with premium features, then it will only cost you £1.49 per month. That is the deal of the century, right? Well, go and download the Money Hub app right now. Well, I wanted to understand from, you know, your conversations, how with like, you know, just with the, the, the employees that you've um, been around, what, what's like their hesitation mm. with putting money aside into a pension? Why do they, you know, why do they feel like, nah, I don't want to put in a hundred pounds. I'd rather just use it on other things. Yeah, it's a great question. I think there's loads of different reasons why people choose not to invest in their pension, right? For some people, they don't really understand it. So they don't value it. Yeah. It's just a problem for tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. Some people right now just don't feel like they can afford it. Mm -hmm. I have a really good friend who told me that she has stopped investing in her pension because actually cost of living has gotten so expensive mm -hmm. and cost of childcare has gotten so expensive. Mm -hmm that right now she's prioritizing taking that extra salary income in each month so that she can pay for childcare. Yeah. Now, I think that's a really difficult choice for anybody to be making. And, yeah. and I, what makes me sad about that conversation is, mm. you know, first of all, not only mm. is she giving up future kind of value in the mm -hmm. investment she's making in her pension but she's compounding some of the negative things mm. that we hear about there's a huge gender pension gap yeah huge is there okay huge. Wow. so even at it yeah. look at the age profile of like 30s it's mm. about 13 percent in terms of the pension gap wow between men and women difference wow it goes up beyond 40 percent wow. when you get into your 50s mm. and why is that <laughs> yeah i mean it's kind of been driven by the fact that mm. Women occupy more lower paid jobs. Mm -hmm. So over time, they're not putting as much in as men. So, mm -hmm. you know, naturally, it doesn't grow as large as mm -hmm. what a man may be able to put in. Mm -hmm. But there's also this really important point that, like, women are more likely to be taking time out of work. Mm -hmm. So they have gaps in their in their pension mm -hmm. contribution history. Um, mm -hmm. They may find themselves on statutory maternity pay for a period where they're not able wow. to keep up pension payments because they're not just don't have enough money. Wow. Um, so, you know, there's lots of different factors, but mm -hmm. so I, I suppose my reflection is that I think it's really difficult for yeah. people when they're in those kinds of choices. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the thing I would say is that every time I've talked to somebody about their pension and I've explained how it works mm. and what they can get back in terms of value, they've kind of had the same reaction as you. Like, <laughs> yes. Oh, why has no one ever told me this before? <laughs> I, I don't feel like I, this has ever been explained properly. And yeah. gosh, if I'd known that, I would have acted differently. Mm -hmm. So you see, I think there's a pattern here. Yeah. And I I really think that we have a huge opportunity mm -hmm. to help as many people as possible who are in work mm -hmm. really get to grips with what on earth a pension is yeah. and help them just really get real about why yeah. it's like so important that you think about it as early as possible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like they're not allowed, they're not being enabled to make informed decisions, right? They're not making decisions with all the information available. If they, you know, if they said after they had a conversation with you, look, still, Carla, regardless of the benefits, I, I, you know, I now understand that I'm not going to invest in my pension. And fair enough. Yep. But a lot of them just don't know. They don't know that they're losing out on all of these benefits. They just think, oh, it's something for old people. I don't <laughs> care about it. That's, that's yeah. it, whatever, you know? I think you're right. And I think let's just 
to be fair to the other side, which in this mm-hmm. case is the employer population. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, you know, a couple of things I would say. Mm-hmm. Employers will give you lots of um, mm-hmm. paper and documentation yes. about your pension. Yes. I'm sure you have received. Yes, I receive. All I've had it. lots of documentation in the post. Yes. I think there's this really, this kind of like weird gap where you're bombarded with legal documentation, <laughs> which most people find really hard to read. Yeah. Like, as we've both studied law, mm-hmm. we've probably been educated on mm-hmm. how to read that type of language. Mm-hmm. Even I find it difficult sometimes looking uh, yeah. at it. And I'm just like, you know, why is this in such complicated language? doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. could be a whole lot simpler. And, you know, frankly, <laughs> I mean, I've done this mm-hmm. myself. You receive like your annual pension statement in the post. Mm-hmm. How often do you really read it? Do you just yeah. put it away and yeah. file it with some important documents? Do you even open it? Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're out of a practice of having meaningful conversations Mm -hmm. about money, full stop. So to have a meaningful conversation about pensions is Mm -hmm. quite hard when we're coming from a really low base. (laughs) Yes, it's true. So, you know, and I think for employers, um, here's some stuff I've heard from employers. Um, Mm -hmm. We're worried about giving advice, which, you know, they have to be very careful. We Mm -hmm. don't want to be seen to be giving financial advice. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're worried we don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're worried we'll get loads of questions and won't know how okay. to deal with it. We've got a really small team. We can't handle all these inquiries, mm-hmm. but we've got a pension provider. Surely they're a better place to tell you, right? Okay. So those are some of the reasons why I think there's a hesitancy mm-hmm. to really have an open, honest conversation about mm-hmm. how pensions work. But for all the reasons we've just talked about, I, I mean, I think that's time to, it's time for that to end. And, yeah. you know, that's what I'm trying to do with Wealthbright. You know, we'll say to people mm-hmm. um, in work, look, let us have that conversation. If you're nervous, anxious, or worried about having it, mm-hmm. let us deliver it. We'll come in. We give independent education. Mm-hmm. We've got no hidden agenda. We're not here selling a pension. Yeah. We're not here selling any financial yeah. products. We're literally here to do exactly like you said, mm-hmm. give people the information mm-hmm. so that they can go away and make their own choices. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely very needed. It needs to be a, an informed decision because it's such an, a huge it could have such a huge impact on on your life, yeah. you know. I spoke to so many people that are just like, I don't invest in my pension, I opt out. I mean, I, I remember when I was young, I wanted to opt out as well. I was like, what is this? Yeah. And I and I've been working since I've been working since seventeen. Yeah. So I've been working for a long, long time, right? So imagine you're working from that age, and that's the sort of perception you have. You get into to your twenties, you're just gonna be like, what is this? I don't need this. Um. So yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. I wanted to run a hypothetical situation <laughs> with you. So you, imagine you had a 20 year old and they were like um, earning about 35K, very lucky 20 year old. <laughs> <laughs> and they wanted to um, earn that same amount in by retirement age, which is, is it 67 or 68? Uh, it's 68 for me. So I guess let's, let's assume it's the same. Okay, <laughs> let's assume it's 68. Oh my God, it's gone off Well, again. that's a state pension. Okay. You can take a workplace pension earlier okay. for the most part. So you might 60, be able to take... What's that, 65 is it? You can probably take it even earlier in is some it? places. Yeah, I think okay. you can go as low as 57. Yes, okay, I've seen. Okay, let's okay. let's let's go base. Let's do 68. <laughs> yeah. So so say they, they wanted to earn 35K as their pension at the age of 68 and they're 20 now, right? So they've got about uh, 48 years. How how much would they need to be put in roughly to be able to earn that amount? 
Yeah. So you're going to hate me because I'm not going to give you a number. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Here's why I'm That's not going to give you a right, number. Right. Right. The reason I'm not going to give you a yeah. definite number is mm -hmm. because I think it depends. Okay. So it depends on a few things. Yeah. Um, first of all, is that person going to stay earning 30, 35K for yep. the rest of their That's life? That's very true. So very they true. might put in less mm -hmm. in their early years because mm -hmm. they're on a lower salary, mm -hmm. but they might get promoted. Yeah. They might find themselves in a job earning 50K, yep. in which case they could mm -hmm. and, you know, might want to put yep. more in. Yeah. Um, you know, and... Let's say in some year they get a big bonus. Let's imagine mm -hmm. they're a salesperson yep, and they get yep. a huge bonus in mm -hmm. one year. Now, they might be tempted to just mm -hmm. go and, you know, splurge, have, <laughs> yeah. have a bit of party time with that yeah. bonus. But actually thinking about how to use big one-off payments like that mm -hmm. could be really smart. Okay. You might decide to put some of that in your pension. Okay. So again, that's going to be like a one-off payment mm -hmm. above what you would do on a monthly basis. And then I think we've got to just be open about the fact that mm -hmm. if you're investing, your money can go up as well as down. Yep. Very true. So, you know, people might think about investing right now mm -hmm. and they'll say, are you crazy? Have you seen what's happening in the world? <laughs> Stock market crash. <laughs> My goodness. Things yeah. are going. Why on earth would you invest right now? Mm -hmm. And I saw a great post someone had did on uh, Instagram earlier mm -hmm. today. And they said, okay, well, if you were to look at a snapshot of the mm -hmm. market right now, mm -hmm. yeah, you might, you might sort of go, jeepers, things are going down, right? Yeah. But if you zoom out mm -hmm. over sort of like 10, 20 years, it's only an upward trajectory. Yeah. Now, of course it, up, moves up and down throughout that right but i think what i want to share here by telling about the story is that i don't think people should look at it and say well i have to put in a fixed amount always for the rest okay. of my life to mm -hmm. get that earned income i think that what they need to do is to say okay well this is my aspiration this mm -hmm. is when i want to retire and this is how much i want to earn mm -hmm. if i can only put in 100 pounds a month let's say yeah for the rest of my working age mm -hmm. how much is that going to give me yeah is that enough Okay. That's is, a good way to look at it. Is yeah. that enough? Like, let's let's work on that first okay. and say, what does that give me back mm -hmm. in terms of total asset value? How much does that give me? Because your asset value needs to be large enough to give you an annual income for yeah. as long as you think you'll need it. Okay. It's the other thing I think people, yeah. I don't know, we're kind of getting into lots of different <laughs> parts of the puzzle when it comes yeah. to retirement and pensions, but... Let's imagine you say you want to retire at 60. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great aspirational goal. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are living in a world where we are probably going to be lucky enough to live to at least 90, mm -hmm. maybe yep. even 100. Yep. So if you want 30 grand or 35 grand mm -hmm. a year, that means you have to have enough asset value to last from age 60 yeah. all the way until mm -hmm. your older age, right? Mm -hmm. And you might say, okay, well, I'm probably not going to be spending 35 grand if i'm like 96 <laughs> um but but you might be yeah you could you so could be, you, yeah it's also it's not just about reaching that retirement age mm -hmm. it's also about thinking about well how long do i expect to mm -hmm. you know want that amount of money do i have family commitments mm -hmm. you know am i gonna have to look after a family member thinking about you know what do you want to have from the life that you're gonna lead yeah. post 60 and and you know, we we're going to be around for a lot longer than our grandparents were, yeah. or maybe maybe even our parents. Mm -hmm. So that means, unfortunately for us, we're probably going to have to invest and <laughs> save a bit longer, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, which is why it's even more important to start as soon as possible. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so your twenty year old definitely should start 
ASAP. Just start ASAP. Yeah. Um, you know, they won't they won't be able to uh, won't be auto enrolled. Yes. But they can choose to invest in a workplace pension. Okay. So you won't be automatically enrolled, yeah. but you can choose and tell your employer, hey, I want to be part of this workplace pension. Wow. That would um, be a smart 20, 20 year old, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. But yeah, but this is this is why I think we need to get the message out and it's yeah. great to be able to talk to you about it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's been that's that's great. That's great. Okay. That makes sense. I wanted to understand as well, because I've seen a few posts around this, you know, not avoiding tax, but trying to be as tax efficient as mm -hmm. possible. So you mentioned the bonus before, and I, I know I don't want to get like, crazy technical, um, but so we, obviously, I, I don't even remember what the 40% threshold is anymore. Sorry, yeah. I, I'm, I'm slacking here. <laughs> um, but um, so so imagine you you get a bonus and that takes you over over the threshold. Does it or sorry, let me let me let me ask you, ask you two questions. Your salary is hitting part of your salary is hitting the 40% threshold. Yeah. But you can put that into your pension into a pension. Right. Yeah. What's the most tax efficient way or the best way to make sure that you know you're paying as little tax as possible but you're also contributing a, a decent amount but you're not like taking too much of your salary away okay so i suppose let me just answer i think there's a few parts of your question so what's the most tax efficient way of investing mm -hmm. in your pension um well, so you get tax relief on pension yeah. contributions okay. regardless of how you invest right okay. so if it's done so let me just repeat that because I feel like it's a really important thing for people okay. to hear. You get tax relief on your pension contributions okay. regardless of how you invest in your okay. pension, wow. which means anyone mm. who invests in their pension is entitled to tax relief okay. on their pension. What does tax relief mean? It means the money that you would have paid in tax gets put in, you get it back, right? Okay. <laughs> so if you're doing it via salary sacrifice, mm -hmm. which is your employer is taking that money and mm -hmm. putting it into your pension before you even receive your take-home pay, right? Okay. Then the tax relief, mm -hmm. if you're at 20% tax mm -hmm. relief, is automatically, like, done for you. That's calculated and done for you. Mm -hmm. You don't need to worry about that. Okay. If you're a 40% tax earner and the threshold is £50,270 at the minute, so if you're earning over that amount, then, again, if your salary sacrifice, sorted for you. Okay. If you're not in a salary sacrifice regime because your employer doesn't operate their, their pension like that, mm -hmm. then you have to claim that tax relief. Okay. Um, so you have to claim it by doing like a self-assessment or telling HMRC about mm -hmm. it, right? Same thing, if you're self-employed and you're putting money into your own SIP, so a self-invested pension, mm -hmm. then you need to claim your tax relief when you okay. fill in your tax return at the end of the year mm -hmm. so you'll see in the tax return self-assessment mm -hmm. there's section for you to put in your tax your your pension contributions money that you've put into a pension mm -hmm. and they basically use that to work out what the tax relief would be that you're entitled to okay yeah wow so i think that's an important point to say yeah um you know and and we have quite a generous tax allowance in the UK as regards pensions. So you can actually put in £40,000 a year into your pension. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know anyone who puts that much money into their pension, um, <laughs> yeah, frankly. <laughs> but the point is that none of us are going to, like, very few of us are going to tap out at yeah. the top end of that, right? Yeah. So it's just another incentive. Like, you yeah. know, we've got it. Why not take advantage of it? Mm -hmm. 
I think to then answer your question, which is a really interesting one, which is, can you use pensions as a really smart way to both invest in your future mm -hmm. savings, but also reduce the overall amount of tax that you're paying? The answer is yes. Mm -hmm. So wow. if you were to receive a bonus mm -hmm. that flipped you over 50,000 pounds, mm -hmm. you can actually tell your employer don't pay me that bonus. I'd like to put it into my pension okay. or put part of it in my pension. You can work out how much do I need to sacrifice to get me below the threshold <laughs> again, right? If I just want to be at like 4999, <laughs> how much do I have to put away, right? So it's like something like yeah. I need to sacrifice about 350 quid yeah. or 380 quid, sorry, mm -hmm. I should say. Um, so, you know, you tell your employer, hey, mm -hmm. I want to sacrifice 380 quid into my pension mm -hmm. and that brings you back beneath the threshold. So now not only have you put money into your pension and got tax relief on that. Yep. You've also, it, as we've just said, avoided having to pay 40% tax yep. on that amount. Now, that's one really great thing to be aware of. Mm -hmm. The other place I've seen this come up recently quite mm -hmm. a lot is for um, parents who are getting child benefits. Oh. Because child time, yeah. benefits, if you reach earnings of over 50,000 pounds, mm. you have to basically start paying back the child benefit, right? Or it gets reduced. So Crazy. actually, again, if you think your salary is going to go over that threshold, mm. saving into your pension, not only could you save for your future, get tax relief on that investment contribution, mm. but you can actually retain the full value of your child benefits. Wow. Something not a lot of people know about. Um, and I hear quite a lot from people who have said, oh, I didn't know I was going to trip over and I got a letter from HMRC saying I owe them money back. So it came as a bit of a shock. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah, so yeah, no, pensions can be a really valuable way of like thinking about saving tax. Um, yeah. It gets even bigger when you move up the pay scales. Mm -hmm. If you're somebody who's lucky enough to be earning mm. over a hundred grand. Yeah. So the way the tax rules work, between 100,000 mm -hmm. and 125,000 pounds, mm -hmm. you start to lose the personal allowance. Yeah. So the personal allowance is basically the amount of money you can earn tax-free. Mm -hmm. Because you're losing that, what mm -hmm. it means is if you're on an earnings between that two, those, those two numbers, so 100 to 125, you're actually paying an effective tax rate of 60% wow. on your income. So you're paying a whole lot more than everybody else, right? Because you've <laughs> got this combined effect of mm. being at 40% and losing the personal allowance. Yeah. yeah. So again, if you're in that category, you might want to think about making some extra pension contributions yeah. to bring you back under the 100K threshold. Mm -hmm. um, because not only do you, do you then save on this almost like penal rate of taxation, mm -hmm. but you're also then boosting the amount of money that you're putting into your pension. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, those on over 100K, we always say, oh, you know, but they need to get themselves financial advisors, well, <laughs> like, right? Well, do you know, it's just, it's a funny thing because, again, like, you know, you're absolutely right. People think, wow, I've made it. Look look at me, I'm on... <laughs> um, figures, I'm, I'm on six figures. Yeah. I'm doing well for myself. But they might not realize yeah. that there are these sort of set of rules that come mm. into play which suddenly means actually if they're not really aware of it and thinking about it and acting on it they could be losing out in yeah. the long run yeah wow it's crazy I, I wanted to ask you this this was one of my final questions um so in terms of pensions what are how what are the ways you can um contribute to it via a workplace pension so how do you mean so you you've got the 
In, okay, so I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I'm, I mean here. So you've got the auto enrollment plan. Mm -hmm. So when you start a, a new company, you say above 22, but mm -hmm. maybe some companies may do it below 22, but it's legally yeah, it's above 22. Exactly. Yeah, so you, you, they'll put you onto it. So my company, what they did, right? They actually sent me out forms. And then um, I think they said that they would auto enroll me but they gave me the opportunity up front for yeah. me to to opt, opt out yeah and they also told me if i wanted to they told me what the the default rate would be and if i yeah. wanted to do more or less yeah. or, or whatever and how much they would um contribute then i got another thing from them about salary sacrifice which we've just we've we've just mentioned now so the reason why i was asking is because i know about the auto enrollment yeah and then i know at the end of the year as well sometimes before you get your bonus they say okay yeah instead of us giving it to you do you want to yeah contribute to your pension is there any other ways of, aside from those two avenues because one's like a consistent yeah. automated way and one's and like one's a one-off one -off if yeah, i that's do pretty it much okay. it i mean i think you know i'm i'm really impressed that your employer emailed you to say like hey yeah. do you want to put your bonus in they're quite good actually. i've yeah. never had that email from any of my employers um, yeah they're good they're yeah. even changing how they're doing it they're saying they're doing it a salary sacrifice and explaining yeah everything to right us. so they've they're good yeah so that's great um yeah. i think i think those are the two ways right mm -hmm. you either have you either have your um consistent monthly mm -hmm. contribution that you're making or you have these one-off events yeah now this i suppose there's no reason why um it doesn't a one-off event has to be limited to bonus right yes you might choose to change the amount mm -hmm. that you put in let's imagine you get a pay rise mm -hmm. um and you suddenly find yourself going up in terms of the total amount you're getting each month then you might choose to change your monthly contributions yeah. um so it's just about basically trying to think about times in your sort of annual cycle at work mm -hmm. where maybe it makes sense for you to like yeah. think about your pension yeah. i think the main ones are you know is there is there a pay rise or mm -hmm. do you do you have you actually signed up for monthly contributions yeah. um looking at it again if you do get a pay rise is always a good thing to do we talk about lifestyle inflation yes um a lot <laughs> um, and uh it might be tempting to mm -hmm. get a pay rise and not mm -hmm. think about changing your pension contributions yeah. but yeah. that might be a really good thing to do because you know if it comes out before you get your take-home pay, mm -hmm. you won't miss it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, but yeah, the, then the one-off payments, like you said, for the bonus are probably the other main way. Okay, great, great, great. You know, yeah, um, I, I've been learning a lot more about pensions um, deliberately and also through, you know, like I said, through through my employer as well. So it's very, very interesting. Um, in terms of, just wanted to touch, because you mentioned the cost of living crisis. What, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> now that I've got you on the episode anyway, I haven't had a chance to discuss it with many people. But what, what's your thoughts? Because we're, we have a situation where in October it's going to increase more than has been forecasted. I think it's going to be, I think it's almost 3,000 a year. I think yeah, it's going to go up energy to. energy bills. Yes, yeah. for energy bills. Yeah, everything else. I'd, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I just, I think it's, so I guess, what do I think about it? It's really tough for people. Right? Mm -hmm. um, tough for everyone, actually. I think it's forcing everybody to think about money in a way they yeah. probably haven't done before. Yeah, I'm seeing that mm -hmm. because I'm talking to businesses about their people. And mm -hmm. when we send out our <laughs> surveys to mm -hmm. get a sense of, you know, what do their employees think about at the moment? Mm -hmm. 
you know, cost of living crisis is the number one financial concern, yeah. right? Everybody is thinking and talking about money at the mm. minute. So people are crying out for like guidance yeah. and support and help at the minute to say, how am I going to get through this? How mm. am I managing, right? Um, I guess what I would say to those people is a couple of things. One, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, this really is something that's impacting everyone, mm-hmm. albeit not everybody is going to be impacted to the same extent. Yeah. But it means that, you know, actually, I think for one of the very few occasions where actually we're all feeling the same things, mm-hmm. um, everybody's appalled that the yeah. energy bills are going up this month. Everybody's like, are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen this? How yeah. on earth am I supposed to pay this? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other thing I would say, which I guess isn't for some people, they might say, okay, well, it doesn't really change my day to day existence, but actually it's about the mindset we adopt. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm a big believer in giving this advice, even though I'm not always great at following it, which is <laughs> um, knowing the difference between the things you can control and the things that you can't. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and kind of trying to let go of the anxieties and mm-hmm. the stress around things that you cannot change, mm-hmm. right? So in the context of the cost of living crisis, I cannot change mm-hmm. what's happening in the global economic environment, Yeah, right? So mm-hmm. if things are going to change and they're going to get worse, there's nothing I can do about mm-hmm. that. I cannot change how our government chooses to respond to that crisis. Mm-hmm. Well, I can write to my MP, yep. um, which I do regularly. Yep. Um, send one today. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I well, hope, I hope um, a good we're, response. We're recording this on the day that Boris Johnson is facing a new Yes, I know. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to um, hear that on a radio back. So I my drive, sent yeah. my MP a letter okay. telling him what I think he should do when yeah. he takes the vote. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, I think, you know, acknowledging these things mm. that we just have no control over and, and trying not to let mm. stress and anxiety around those things consume yeah. us. Cause like we're going to have to expend a lot of energy focusing on the things we can do things about. It's no good wasting it on stuff. We can't do anything. Yeah. About. Yep. Um, I agree. I love that advice. Yeah. It's tough though, but I love that advice. <laughs> as I say, I'm not always great at taking it, but I am trying really hard to get yeah. into a practice yeah. where I just try and really like, write down like what is it that's in my control mm-hmm. and really try and focus hard on that mm-hmm. and kind of try and forget and block out the noise of yeah. everything else you know and and again like i say here you know listening to podcasts like this mm-hmm. uh, maybe you're watching online videos mm-hmm. maybe you're maybe you're speaking to your employer actually yeah. um about you know ways for you to get better at money management mm-hmm. if that's the part of the puzzle that you need to focus on right yeah. now um, most people I meet aren't super hot on budgeting. Um, <laughs> yeah, budget is cost of living so right now. So yeah. important. Yeah. Exactly. It is boring for a lot of people, yeah. but there's never been more of an important time to do it than now, right? Yes. Yes. If you don't know what's be. coming in and you don't know what's coming out, yeah. it's really hard to feel in control. Yeah. It's really hard to feel in it control. Is. It is. And I know, I mean, I did a bit of a review of my budget recently and I spotted uh, at least two subscriptions that I had failed to cancel, which I thought I had cancelled. Oh, wow. So, you know, stuff like that, which, yeah. you know, it, it sneaks through. And it does, you're yeah, like, if you don't check. Oh, hey, yeah. I spent twelve ninety nine <laughs> on a subscription that I forgot to cancel. Yeah. Because um, I wanted to use their 30-day free trial. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, right? right? That's how this You know, we, we all yeah. do it. So yeah. um, that's why it's important, not even just to do these things once, mm. but to actually make them habits. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be my thoughts on the cost of living crisis. Okay. No, great. No, great. No, it's uh, it's definitely a tough time. Um, I think, yeah, like you said, we're all definitely feeling it, Um, especially like 
you know, even like petrol, everything is got oh, going through the roof. It's just crazy. Like it's just not like one area is like all areas. It's just going through the roof. I mean, petrol, I thought at some point it was just going to start going back down. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too. But I mean, it's it's yet. more than, <laughs> it's gone up more than when they announced the fuel, fuel duty cut. And I was just like, this is crazy. What's the point of it? It's like, it's so much higher than it was then. It just seems to just, you know, um, I haven't researched much into it to understand why i know they say russia but i don't know it's just a little bit like mm. no i think i think a lot of it comes from the fact that we've got huge demand yeah and a lack of supply yeah do you think that i do think a lot of it is coming from that so i don't think it's all of it so i think we've got a situation where Mm. um i think even like Mm. okay what do i think is going on in the uk um Post-COVID, we still haven't recovered. Yes. Let's get real about post-Brexit. Yeah, Brexit came Brexit at the wrong time, unfortunately. Is, well, yeah. COVID, Brexit, both of yeah. them together, yeah. really bad yeah. for our economy. Yeah. I think both of those things mean that we've struggled with mm-hmm. um, getting like the economy moving again. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the fact that the war in Ukraine is ongoing means that there is even more demand on energy mm-hmm. and energy prices as are the number one thing that's going up. Yeah. But it's not just that. It's like yeah. food supply and food shortages, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't know that Ukraine was like the breadbasket of Europe I did until this that, started. Yeah. Um, you know, sunflower oil and wheat. I wow. had no idea that those two products were like sourced from ukraine i had no clue no, no idea and so um i guess it's just then the knock-on consequences of yeah. all of those things um if you can't get products moved across borders easily because of a war that's one thing then you can't get product moved across borders because we have a lack of short a lack of workers who are willing yeah. to drive because of brexit because mm. our economy you know it's like yeah. all these things compounding on top yeah. of each other so it's all adding up into a pretty painful economic environment and then you know the government has at its levers a few Mm -hmm. different tools Mm -hmm. to try and like pull the brakes on what's happening yeah one of which is rush running away with the high inflation right so Mm -hmm. they try and pull the brake by putting up interest rates Mm -hmm. why do they do that Mm -hmm. because they're trying to force people to you know basically what you don't want to do is necessarily get people spending lots of money in Mm -hmm. the market again because all that does is put pressure on demand and supply again Mm -hmm. so they're trying to put the brakes on people doing that by keeping interest rates high which forces people to save forces people to spend less right Mm -hmm. but the the risk is you end up contracting yeah and you know what the, the recession forces <laughs> yeah. a recession yeah and you know I, I i'm definitely not in the business of making economic predictions i'm yes. not an economist by my trade yes. but you know having learned a lot around yeah. this because of what we're doing mm-hmm. you know it's just uh, you know uh, again i don't know that this is any comfort to people particularly mm-hmm. but these are economic cycles right yeah. these things happen mm-hmm. we have lived through a period of relative boom Mm -hmm. for a very long time yes we have i mean and i say it's a very long time but i remember the 2008 financial crash yeah i heard about it i was at i think i was in college at that time yeah so i I was trying to get a job that year yeah and it was pretty tough Mm -hmm. the job market people basically weren't taking any any i'd come out of uni finished my degree and basically it was really hard trying to find a job <laughs> because nobody wanted to take anyone on because yeah. they were all worried about the in- economy. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, 
being aware of the fact that, again, as I said, you've got to take a long-term view with mm -hmm. how these things are going, that we're going to, maybe we are going through a period of correction mm -hmm. after what has been relatively high growth phase, yeah. right? Um, but I suppose the good news is that they don't last forever. Nope. Yeah. Shouldn't. Um, shouldn't last forever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So again, I guess it's something about mindset and attitude. Yeah. We can't change mm -hmm. directly how long this is going to last for. Mm -hmm. It probably will be painful for a while longer. Mm-hmm which means painful for a lot of people on a day-to-day -day yep. basis, mm -hmm. which can feel like an eternity, yep, even it if it doesn't yep. actually last forever. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just about, you know, what would I encourage people to do? Come back to what we just said before, mm -hmm. is that trying to adopt a mindset of yep. focusing on what you can control, mm -hmm. talking to people, yep. right? Problem sharing is a problem halved. Yep. Really is though. And I think as well right now, like we're, we are all talking about money. We're all thinking yeah. about it. It's probably one of the few times that if mm -hmm. you talk, opened up with a mate and said, mm -hmm. I'm kind of worried about how we're going to make it through. Yeah. You wouldn't be met with silence. Yes. You know, uh, actually agree. people are going to really be um, responsive. Yeah. And you might between yourselves actually learn something and yeah. be able to help and support each other. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I think for me, that's what this is all about. Trying yeah. to like get the message out and encourage people to learn. Yeah. Um, and to try and just even adopt even one thing in their own lives that mm -hmm. can like help them on their way. Yeah, 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 man. It's yeah, it's it's definitely a crazy time. And like you said, it is it seems like we may have some painful times ahead. But I agree with your advice. I think it's just yeah, doing what you can control and not forgetting what you can't control, but try to not lay it fit to you as, as, as much. Um, it's been great speaking to you Thank today. You. You um, it's been such an amazing and insightful conversation. I learned a lot Thanks. from from our conversation. Um, I wanted to know, where can um, people find you? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So on Instagram, mm -hmm. under the handle at Wealthbright. Mm -hmm. And uh, on our website, um, it's wealthbright.co.uk. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you like what you've heard today and you think, mm -hmm. hey, I wish somebody would come into my work and yep. tell us a bit more about it, mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. you can reach out to me on the website directly yeah. or, as I said, through Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, feel free. People can link up with me on LinkedIn. Yep. I'm always happy to talk. But, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. What you? What have you got planned next? Uh, today or? Oh, generally. Generally? With, yeah. With wealth bright and, yeah. Oh, uh, world yeah. domination, yeah. obviously. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, what's next? We're actually gearing up for um, a series of graduate okay. um, in, in training wow. programs. Wow. So in September, I'm going to be running a number of wow. um, training programs for new graduates. First, first jobs. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to do a pilot program over like six to eight weeks wow. with a few different businesses. And basically, we're going to do that piece of the puzzle that I always mm -hmm. wished I had, which was, hey, you've got a new job. Here's <laughs> yeah. what you need to know about okay. your pay and your benefits. And here are things you might want to think about doing now to set yourself up for the future. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm going to be keeping my my eyes close to that to see how that, yeah. that goes. And hopefully we can uh, have a conversation about that. It's been great having you. Thank you. Have you got um, any final words for the listeners and watchers? Oh, just to say thanks very much. I've really mm -hmm. enjoyed the conversation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I like I say, you know, for me, this is just a really great chance yeah. to talk a bit more about one of those things we can all be doing yeah. to kind of find our own financial freedom, I yeah. should say, and financial well-being. That's what this is all about. Yes. So, yeah, no, thanks very much. No, welcome. No, thank you for, you know, spending time with us and giving us and providing us so much value. Um, <laughs> the listeners are going to be very, very, very pleased. I hope listeners that you've, 
enjoyed uh, this episode of the podcast. You know, I always bring great guests. Uh, and <laughs> Carla has been um, a great guest today. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Takeoff Podcast. And we'll see you next week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.